I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for me. I was ready to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation that was not called by my name. I spread out my hands all the day to a rebellious people who walked in a way that is not good, following their own devices, a people who provoked me to my face continually, sacrificing in gardens and making offerings on bricks who sit in tombs and spend the night in secret places, who eat pig's flesh and broth of tainted meat is in their vessels, who say, keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am too holy for you. These are a smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all the day. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silent, but I will repay. I will indeed repay into their lap, both your iniquities and your father's iniquities together, says the Lord. Because they made offerings on the mountains and insulted me on the hills. I will measure into their lap payment for their former deeds. Thus says the Lord, as the new wine is found in the cluster and they say, do not destroy it, for there is a blessing in it. So I will do for my servant's sake and not destroy them all. I will bring forth offspring from Jacob and from Judah, possessors of my mountains. My chosen shall possess it and my servants shall dwell there. Sharon shall become a pasture for flocks and the valley of Achor, a place for herds to lie down for my people who have sought me. Thank you, David. Well, good morning. Happy Mother's Day, moms. We sure love you and value you, honor you. You are a blessing to us. My mom... uh, was always by my side and a great, uh, great just comforter to me, still is. Um, and when I was little, I would, uh, I would go shopping with her as she would uh, get out. And uh, We were at JCPenney one day. Remember that old store, JCPenney? It's still going. And as she was shopping for clothes, I got, I got uh, lost. I got separated from my mom. And I ended up, you know, as a little guy, you're, you're standing in the middle of all the clothes, and that's all you can see. It's just clothes on each side. You can't see above the racks. They're too tall. And so you go into a state of panic and fear. I'm lost. I'm scared. Where's my mother? And so I cried out, Mom! Mom! And it took a little while, because she was down, down one of the other aisles. But she finally heard me. And she came running over and she said, here I am, here I am. And then she grabbed a hold of me because she was freaked out that she had lost me. Don't ever do that again. And she said, she calls me Roddy. That's my, her French, Roddy, Roddy. Grab my hand. Grab my hand and stay by my side. Grab my hand and stay by my side. And all of a sudden all that panic and fear just eased. And I walked with her. And we went shopping more and more. <laughs> Presence in the middle of the panic and the fear. And that's what we're going to see 
in Isaiah 65, we're going to see this beautiful calling out of the Heavenly Father. Here I am. Here I am. Not only to lost children, but to rebellious children. And I hope we'll see in Isaiah 65, grace upon grace, God always pursuing His children. So let's pray for that this morning, shall we? Father, I just pray this morning that we hear Your call. That we hear Your voice calling to us. Here I am, here I am. Take my hand. And Father, I pray that You would break through the the things that, that lead us apart from you, that you would draw us close and, and we would want to respond. I pray that we would, instead of kicking against you, that we'd willingly take your hand, knowing that you're leading us down a right path, a good path, knowing that you're drawing us closer and closer. So, Father, do your work through your Holy Spirit this morning, I pray, in each and every heart in this room. And we thank you, Father for your amazing love for us. In your precious name, amen. Well, last week Isaiah is calling out on behalf of his people, God, come and do a work in us. Make your name known again. The people don't call out to you. They don't honor you as the Holy One. Lord, help us to remember that you are the good Father. And Father, do your work in us. Do your work amongst your people. In Isaiah 64, rend the heavens, bust them open, shake the mountains, burn things up. Make yourself known. Come into our midst. We're having those images, aren't we, on the big island of Hawaii. Show your power, God, like we're seeing with the volcano. Crack open hearts like you're cracking open the earth. God can do that work in our hearts. Destroy evil. Destroy our enemies. May we know, may they know that you are God. Isaiah calling out, God, these these people, Israel, they're a stubborn and rebellious people. So do something. Make yourself known. And I think as we enter into Isaiah 65, I think it's a response of God to this calling now from Isaiah. As Isaiah speaks forth his prophecy and his truth, a response to that. I am doing something. I am doing something. My name will be known. I'm preparing everything for the good of my people. I'm busting into hearts. My presence is here. And so I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me. To a nation, they didn't even call out my name. And I said to them, here I am, here I am. All day long, I have held out my hands pleading to you. And the imagery in the scripture, all day long, non-stop, I'm here, 
My presence is here. All day long, my hands are held out. Grab my hand. Return to me. Come to me. Know my presence. Don't wander off from me again. He pursues them. They're a stubborn people. They walk in ways that are not good, that are not righteous. And they're pursuing their own devices. That means they're, they're pursuing their own thoughts. My thoughts really are better than God's thoughts. The way that I'm thinking about how to do life, that's the way, instead of God's righteous way. Take my hand and follow me. These first few verses are so full of radical, passionate love of God. And you need to hear it that God is present. He's not far away from every human soul in this room and in the world. He's indeed revealing Himself like Isaiah is asking for. And He's showing them love and grace and He's, and he's coming in with truth and He's actually coming in with discipline, which, by the way, is love. And even to those who want nothing to do with Him. Was that some of your journey? Or a journey that you know of some dear loved ones? But nothing to do with God. But He's showing up anyway. He's showing up to those who continue to walk in sin. He's showing up to those who are continuing to just pursue their own thoughts that I will live life on my own. What does this mean for us? That God shows up even when people are not calling His name. What does that mean? It means that your spouse who's always rejected Jesus is still being pursued by Jesus. And I know you're brokenhearted over that. Years and years you keep trying to bring the love of God to your spouse. But here's what you need to know. God's saying, I keep showing up even though they keep saying they don't want me. And I can bust through that hard soil like I'm doing in Hawaii right now. I'm cracking open the ground. To your child who says I'm an atheist and God is a joke, the Lord's showing up in their lives, still pouring out His amazing grace and love upon them, softening them. To those living in the darkest of sins, keep walking in their ways, His light keeps shining forth. They want nothing to do with me. They keep rejecting me. They're stubborn, obstinate people. I'm going to keep showing up. Here I am, here I am. To those in dark parts of the world, where churches are empty, where other religions dominate, He is there. Even though they're not calling out His name. Grace upon grace. That's who our Father is. Grace upon grace. And how does he approach those who reject him, who don't want him? Does he come at them angry and shaming them? And since you're fighting against me, well, guess what? I'm going to fight against you. You treated me poorly, so right back at you. Is that how he responds? He doesn't. But on this Mother's Day, he responds like a tender mother. All day long, I stretched out my hands. 
with tenderness, with compassion, with longing, passionately pleading with you, come to me, my child. Receive me. Receive my love. I will save you. I will redeem you. I will make you whole. Grab my hand. Yet there's kickback, isn't there? With the people of Isaiah, Israel. And there's kickback for us, isn't there? God extending his hand. Again, we get another image of the prodigal son. We talked about that last week. The father waiting at the end of the road. But there's kickback. Verse 3, a people, they continually provoke me and write to my face. They're offering sacrifices in the gardens. They're eating the flesh of pigs. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what the Lord said, don't eat. Do you see what they're doing? They're like, thanks God, but now in your face. This is the people that God is dealing with, with grace. And you say, keep away, don't come near me, verse 5. It's like a teenage child who lives under your roof and they put on their door a huge sign that says, keep out. They believe it's their room. They seem to forget that you own it. Keep out. Boy, these verses are painful to our father as he thinks through who his children are. As he thinks through the bride and the bridegroom. It would be like your spouse saying, listen, I'm tired of this marriage. I don't want to be married to you anymore. I want a divorce. Rejection. Incredible wounds. But it's worse than that. It's worse than one just saying, I just don't want to be married to you anymore. I don't like you anymore. When you say, well, why do you want a divorce? The answer back and what God is hearing from Israel is this. I have another lover. I'm not satisfied with you. And I'm going to start a new family with this other lover. And I'm going to go off and live with them. That's what this is saying to God. I'm going to go worship and do pagan worship in the hillside and in the gardens, and I'm going to do absolutely detestable pagan worship with my other lover, eating pig's flesh and saying, to heck with you, we're divorced. Rejection, betrayal. And so you've got to understand what God feels. All day long, I hold out my hand to you. Grace upon grace. Have you divorced God? He's saying all day long, I'm here. Take my hand. Please with them, don't reject me. You have betrayed me, but I want reconciliation. I still want relationship with you. Our union can be healed. We can be whole again. As I watch God pleading with His people, I go, "What? God, don't do that. What humiliation. You're the God of all creation. You're the God who gave everybody life. You're the God who loves us to the core. From the beginning, 
You are Yahweh. You are I Am. You are Holy One. And you're pleading with a stubborn, rebellious child who has the sign on the door and says, Keep out of my life. I feel like I want to defend God here. Don't do it, God. What humiliation. Stop lowering yourself. I can't stand to watch you do it. In this passage of Isaiah, I want you to see Jesus and ask you that question. Do you see Jesus? What humiliation? Exactly. God came down. God invaded earth, humanity. He lowered himself. He came to earth as a tiny baby who needed human help. The Word, Jesus, the Word, couldn't even speak a word. All he could do was cry when he was hungry or needed a diaper changed. What humiliation! Exactly. Do you see Jesus? Do you see Jesus in the synagogue? Saying, here I am, here I am. The scroll that was just read, that speaks of me. Here I am. Everything that you've been longing for, here I am. Do you see Jesus at the well with a Samaritan woman when she says, I know the Messiah is coming. And Jesus kindly and gently says, I who speak to you am he. Here I am. Here I am. Take my hand. Do you see Jesus with Pilate? As Pilate says, are you the son of God? And Jesus says, you are right in saying that I am. God in the flesh showed up. Here I am. And what did they do to him? They rejected him. They spit on him. They whipped him. They nailed him to the cross. Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of servant and being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Do you see Jesus in Isaiah? I showed up and I said, here I am, here I am. And yet you rejected me. This is the verdict. The light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Here I am. Here I am. Take my hand. Do you see Jesus like a tender mother who stood over Jerusalem in agony, in real grief, and like Nick prayed this morning, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you. How often I have longed 
to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. Here I am. Here I am. All day long, my hands outstretched to you, pleading with you. Take my hand. The people of Israel chose to reject the pleading Lord, but he will not abandon them. In love, because he is holy, he will deal with sin. He must deal with it in order to have relationship with his children. There shall not be any other gods before me, the Lord says. And in verse 6, he says, I cannot, I will not keep silent. I must deal with this. I will pay back in full. You have burned sacrifices. You've gone to other lovers, which is going to lead to nothing but death. You defiled me on the hills. And there will be consequence for your sin. Isaiah is seeing out, God is going to deal with this. Take his hand while you can. His ultimate desire is that we would turn to him as one true God. That we would receive his forgiveness and his salvation. That we would surrender our life to him. That we would receive life to him. And that in joy and in thanksgiving that we would worship God. Jesus, you are my children, my beloved. And God is speaking forth, I will make things whole. I will renew you. I will restore. I long to bring out all that is good in you. I long to bring you back into the family. Stop rejecting me and slapping away my hand. We see grace upon grace. Look at verse 8. This is what the Lord says, as when juice is still found in a cluster of grapes and people say, don't destroy it, there's still blessing in it. So will I do on behalf of my servants. I will not destroy them all. As Isaiah is seeing forth into the future, God dealing with their sin and rebellion and that there's consequence for sin, and still a calling back, God sees in the cluster of grapes. It was the idea of, here's a harvest of grapes. We're going to be making wine. And in that cluster, there's some bad grapes and there's some sour grapes in that mix. And so what God is saying is, hey, I'm not going to throw away the whole cluster. There's some good grapes in there with good juice. There's a remnant. There's beauty there. It's going to make a good wine someday. And there will be joy and celebration. Don't our moms do that for us? How many of you guys experienced that from your mothers? Where they see, even though you're doing a bunch of junk, even though maybe you're living life that's not really good, it oftentimes sees our, mo- our moms are the ones who go, yeah, but you know what? I see goodness in you. I see what you could become. I see who you really are. I love how our moms do that for us. And that's what God's doing. I see who you are. I see that there's goodness here. Take my hand. 
Take my hand. I will bring forth the descendants from Judah. I'm going to restore things. My servants will inherit the land. They will live there. Sharon will become a pasture for the flocks and the valley of Achor, a resting place for my people to seek me. He will restore. He will renew. He will heal those who take his hand. Achor actually means trouble, a stirring. And now he calls it, it'll be a resting place. Who is this for? Who is this restoration for? Who is this renewal for? Who is this love for? That's going to pour out blessing. Who's the blessing for? For those who seek me. Here I am. Here I am. I'm not hard to find. Take my hand. Recognize your lostness. Cry out for me. Take my hand. Here I am. At some point, God is saying, I will let you have what you want. I will let you live in the consequence of your sin and your rejection of me. And Isaiah starts to project even more out into the future. I will destine you for the sword and all who fall away to the slaughter. I called you out, but you did not answer me. I kept calling you, but you did not listen. A mom says to her son, Joey, Joey, why didn't you answer me when I called you? Joey responds, well, mom, I I didn't hear you. The mother says, well, what did you mean you didn't hear me? Joey doesn't say a word, just looks at mom. So mom asks this question. Well, how many times, Joey, didn't you hear me? And Joey says, I don't know, maybe three or four times. I called out to you, but you did not answer. I called to you, but you did not listen. You did evil in my sight. You chose what displeases me. You're destined for the sword. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's this judgment, this harsh judgment, God? What about your love and your grace? A holy God dealing with sin is love. Do you hear that? A holy God dealing with sin is love. Listen to N.T. Wright, Surprised by Hope. The word judgment carries negative overtones. For a good many people in our liberal and post-liberal world. And we need to remind ourselves that throughout the Bible, God's coming judgment is a good thing. Something to be celebrated, longed for, yearned over. It causes people to shout for joy. And the trees of the field to clap their hands. In a world of systematic injustice, bullying, violence, arrogance, oppression... The thought that there one day might come a dealing with the wicked, that they'll be firmly put in their place, and the poor and the weak given their due. This is the best news there can be. Faced with a world of rebellion, a world full of exploitation and wickedness, a good God 
must be a God of judgment. And now Isaiah brings us to the end of it all. The end of what it's all going to be. It's all going to play out. You're either going to take my hand or you're going to slap my hand away and say, I want nothing with you, God. And he actually brings us to imagery of heaven and hell. And you're like, whoa, that's Mother's Day. Come on. But it's a God of love showing us, I want to show you the ultimate outcome of all this rejection. So that, Lord willing, you'll take my hand. The whole umbrella of the Bible, 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some have understood slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, because He doesn't want you to perish. That's God's love. That's His holiness playing out. He has to deal with sin. He can't be in the presence of sin. But he wants everyone to come to repentance, to salvation. That's the umbrella as God deals with hell and the separation from him forever. The Lord wants relationship. He wants to bless you as his child. He wants to let you know what it looks like when you take his hand as a servant versus the one who slaps it away. He says to his child, the one who takes his hand, you shall eat but the one who slaps it away shall go hungry. The one who takes my hand, my servant shall drink, but the one who slaps it away will go thirsty. The one who takes my hand will rejoice, but the one who slaps it away will be put to shame. The one who takes my hand will receive a new name. Here I am. Here I am. Take my hand. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for revealing yourself to us. Thank you for your constant pursuit of us. Even when we put signs on our door that say, keep out. Thank you for the way you come after us and you make yourself known and you hold your hand all day long, extending your hand. Thank you that you deal with sin, Father that you are a just God. And I pray for each and every one in this room who has wandered away from you, who has rejected you, who has said they want nothing to do with you, who have not called your name. I pray this morning through your Holy Spirit that they will know that your hand is reaching out. And I pray, Father, that they will grab your hand and become a child of God and have salvation and life. Thank you for your tenderness, like a beautiful mother to us. Grace upon grace. We love you, Lord Jesus. Amen.